us, all of us, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of us. And he came for us willingly. He chose to come understanding our sin and understanding our lack of interest. And he came to change the world. And that is the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that God so loved the world. Look at 1 John 4.10. It says, this is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. I believe that our letter from Matthew this morning presented the idea that there was a risk involved in this. God leaving his message, this good news of the gospel and, and that, that news of having a vibrant relationship with him. He left it in our hands, your hands. But you want to know something? I, I'm not really convinced that it, that is true. Was it a risk? Really, was it a risk? Look at 2 Timothy 1.9. Listen to this. It says, for God saved us. And called us to live holy lives. And he did this not because we deserved it. But because that was his plan from the beginning of time. To show us his grace through Jesus Christ. You see he had a plan. He had a good plan. And he fulfilled his plan to the T. Let's go a little bit deeper. Look at Ephesians 1, 9 through 11. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation because it just speaks in words that kind of stir us a little more. And through the revelation of the Anointed One, he unveiled his secret desires to us, the hidden mystery of his long-range plan which he was delighted to implement from the very beginning of time. And because of God's unfailing purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme. Did you hear this? Listen. Through every period of time. It will reign supreme through every period of time. Until the fulfillment of all the ages finally reaches its climax. When God makes all things new in the heaven and earth through Jesus Christ. Through our union with Christ, we have been claimed by God as his inheritance. Before you were born, before you were born, he gave us our destiny. That we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. There should give you great hope. He always accomplishes every purpose and plan. Always. You see, before time began, God already chose to use us. And this morning, I want you to fully understand just what God did to ensure that his plan was, would work. That it would not be a risk. We're going to look at a small part of the Christmas story to find one of the keys of God using mankind. And it's found in Mary's story. You know, the young Jewish girl who encountered God and said yes. It's really an amazing story and it's one you probably hear every Christmas time and maybe when you're reading through the Bible you, you read it. 
But I want you to hear it afresh this morning. I want you to listen to this encounter of heaven and earth coming and encountering one another. And it's found in Luke 1.26. And if you need to close your eyes in order to actually hear it, do that. Now listen, it says, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she she was troubled at his saying. And she considered, what manner of greeting was this? And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and you will bring forth a son and he shall be and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And indeed Elizabeth your relative has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. And verse 37 it says, For with God nothing will be impossible. And then listen to Mary. Let it be according to your word. And the angel departed from her. This young girl believed what was told her by Gabriel. Not only did she believe something that was impossible, she responded by, let it be. Let it be like what you said. Let let that happen. And the key shown us this morning is that our job is to believe God. Is that hard? Easy? That's your job, to believe God. All the rest is God's responsibility. Did you know that Paul tells us in Corinthians that we are co-workers with God? You're a co-laborer with him. Mary believed this wild story even when it made no sense. She believed the angel without understanding all the details. Isn't that astounding? Mary chose the difficult path without even asking why. Why me? Why did you pick me? Not even understanding how. How is how I don't get it. How is it going to work? Make me understand. She never went there. Mary's part to believe God was not easy. Just because she saw an angel didn't make it easy. Trust me. Now let's review God's part. Okay? So, what was Mary's part? To believe God. Okay, so let's look at what God's part is. At least what we can read in the scripture about. Because his working is so detailed. So incredible. To the minute 
in our lives that we could never begin to understand all the ways that God is working in our lives. Number one, God took care of preparing and dealing with Joseph, her fiance. He took care of it all. He dealt with it. She didn't have to deal that. She didn't have to figure it out. She didn't have to make a way. She didn't have to make phone calls and do anything. He took care of it. God sent Mary assurance that all that was happening in her body, all that she was experiencing was true through her relative, Elizabeth. Do you know what? She went to see her. And the first thing that Elizabeth says is, oh, the babe within me jumped. When, how is it that the mother of my Lord should visit me? And then she says this in Luke 1.45. She said, you are blessed, Mary, because you believed what the Lord would, you believed that the Lord would do what he said. I, I have a, a complete Jewish Bible and I want to read to you that same verse out of it. It says, indeed, you are blessed because you have trusted that the promise Adonai has made to you will be fulfilled. Yeah. Then God took care of getting them to Bethlehem. You see, there was a prophetic word spoken long, hundreds of years before by the prophet Micah that said, Oh, little town of Bethlehem, you're not so little, for out of you will come a ruler that will reign eternally. And God took care of getting them to Bethlehem. Isn't it amazing how God does his jobs? I love it. God took care of Mary and Joseph when there were plans to kill the baby. He awoke them in the night in a dream and got them out of there. He did his part. God took care of provision for their escape to Egypt by sending wise men from the east, miles and miles, that would bring gifts that would sustain them through the time that they were in Egypt. Isn't that fascinating? The details that God took care of when he came to Mary and he said, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and you're going to have a child. And she said, let it be according to your word. Then he did the rest. He took care of detail after detail after detail after detail through the story. Yes. We forget that it's our part to believe. It's his responsibility to do the rest. Our thoughts about how God works and what he does in our lives affect whether we will choose to believe or not. And I came across this illustration because I sometimes think that we see things so different than God sees them. That we don't understand his workings. And so I'm going to give you a funny illustration that's going to help you understand that. The working of God. Hopefully I can pull it off. So Sherlock Holmes and Watson were camping one night. And in the middle of the night, Sherlock Holmes awoke and looked up at the stars. And he asked, Watson, what do you see? Awoken from his sleep, Watson looked up and he said, stars? Yes, but what do these stars tell you? And Watson said, cosmologically, they tell me that we are part of a large universe and that 
we are one of billions and billions of planets. Theologically, they tell me that we have a great God who made all of it. And meteorologically, they tell me that the sky is clear and that we will have good weather tomorrow. And temporarily, they tell me that it is the middle of the night and we should be sleeping. (laughs) Sherlock, what do they tell you? Well, he replied, they told me that someone has stolen our tent. (laughs) You see, sometimes how we see things are so skewed from how God sees things. And this morning, I want you to understand that your part is to believe him. Your part is to believe God. And the rest is for him. One of the tricks the devil uses in our lives is getting us to see things incorrectly. He doesn't want us to understand who you are and what you actually carry. He wants to keep that a secret. And we often do not embrace the fullness of what God did for us at salvation. And I want you to see what part God took. Truth is, he does his job well. He thought of every detail of your life. And then before you were born, before you were born, he made provision for you that you could accomplish what he purposed for you to do. Outstanding. Before time, he picked you. And he already put all the details together that you could accomplish and do what he's declared over you. He poured over you everything you need for life and godliness. And God set things in order for you just like he did Mary. All you have to do is believe what he told you about yourself in his word. I just want to remind you or highlight a few of the things that... The word tells me about you. Yes, you, like way over there on that side. And, oh, in the back row. Yeah, even in the front. Yeah. All the things that he tells about you. You see, truthfully, you carry power. The same power that it took to bring Jesus Christ up out of the grave. That's tremendous power to lift a dead man out of the grave. That's in you. It's the same power that came upon Mary on that fateful day that changed history. That mighty power enables you to stand in difficult times. That power sustained me this week through a very difficult week. That power from on high makes you strong when you feel weak. That power is resident in you, available for use at the Spirit's direction. Do you understand that? Do you understand that you carry the power? In Acts 1 it says that the Holy Spirit will come upon you with power. The Holy Spirit shall come upon you with power. Can you feel it rumbling around inside of you? Waiting to be released to those around you. And you see, truthfully, he filled you with himself. 
so that you can do the things that he did on the earth. Do you see it that way? Are you confused by what you see and understand? Is your vision so on your own thoughts and about your limitations that you can't embrace the actual truth of the word? Mary didn't say, wait a minute, I'm too young. She didn't say, this is just plain asking too much from a person. Her response was not, I'm not qualified. I'm just a poor Jewish young girl with no education. She didn't say that. She didn't really even question why her. Or how could she handle all of this happening to her? She just believed God. And I asked you this morning, do you? Listen to God's part of the equations. Jesus said this in John 14, 12. This is like a crazy verse. It says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. And even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. That's not my words. That's Jesus' words in the word of God. He's in you, and he's prepared you, and he's qualified you, and he's filled you with what you need to do the things you're called to do. Did you catch that part in that verse? Anyone who believes in me. Don't let unbelief hinder the purposes of God in your life. You see, we actually think, see things very different. We, we kind of think it's all on our shoulders. It's our job. I got to live right. I got to do this right. I got to study this much and fill myself with this and be in the right people and do, 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 do. We think that's it. When truth is, God's saying, hey, I picked you. I love you. I want relationship with you. And all I'm asking you is to embrace me. And believe what I say. I'll take care of the rest. It really has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with him. That's why there's no risk. It's not about us. It's about him in us. Him in us. He made you so so full of power in himself that you are able to do this. In Mark it says, go ye into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. He made you able made you able God truly came up with this incredible plan he thought of everything all the details were covered nothing was left undone he decided that he would love you so much that he would pour his love abroad in your heart he would pour his love abroad in your heart do you understand how much love is poured over you maybe You can't see it for the tent. Maybe something's blinding you. But the truth is that God said, this is my plan. I'm going to love mankind. And we know what the word of God says in Corinthians chapter 13. It says, love never fails. Put it to the test. And those people that are annoying and you can't stand, love them to pieces. Put it to the test in your relationships, in your marriage. Put it in test with your children. 
God said, I have a foolproof plan. I'm going to love them. I'm going to love them into the kingdom. He would love you while you were terrible sinners. You see, before you were even thought of, before your parents even thought about coming together, he already knew you. He already destined you. He already said, oh, I love them. Oh, the plans I have for them. Plans for good and not for evil. Oh, my heart is poured out over them. He loved you so much that he came from heaven to be born on earth. Do you understand that the king of the universe laid aside all his rights as creator and he came as flesh and blood. He came and lived like you and I live. The same. He laid aside his God part. He was still God and still man, but he laid it aside. He chose not to use it and he lived on earth And grew up on earth like you and I. And he never sinned because of how much he loved you. It was an incredible plan. And it was foolproof. He would love you into the kingdom. And that son came and he lived without sin. That's, and I can't even make it a day. And he lived his life those 33 years without sin because he knew that you could not do it see he already had a plan in mind and his plan was to provide what you needed so you could fulfill your destiny and he planned for you before the foundations of the earth wrap your mind around that truth hurts my head when I think about it. See it from a heavenly perspective. Let go of the earthly thoughts, the natural thinking, and see the actual truth. God made a way where there was no way. And your part, what are you responsible to do? Mary shows us so beautifully. We're called to believe God. We're called to believe him. Consider how difficult it would have been to believe what was spoken over her. You see, we just read through the story, and great story, yep, over and move on to the next part. They're going this way and doing that. It wasn't easy. And it was probably just as hard as it is for you to believe what God speaks over you and what his word tells you about himself. Just believe, just believe that God actually works all things together for good. (laughs) Just believe that with him all things are possible. Just believe that nothing, nothing, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Just believe that he who began a good work in you will complete it. Even if you're stalled here for a while, he that starts it will complete it. Just believe that the Lord is your shepherd and you shall not want. Believe that. Just believe that in the word salvation, that's a Greek word, sozo, and it means he provided salvation as well as healing, as well as deliverance. Believe that. I, I found this definition 
about believing God that I want to share with you because I liked it. I'm going to actually put it on the screen because sometimes if you hear it and read it, it's a good thing. Faith is not waiting for 100% certainty. Faith is weighing your doubts in light of your belief and then consciously choosing to act on the belief part. Don't you like that? I'm going to believe. I'm going to choose to believe. I'm going to put doubt down and I'm going to believe. It's interesting. Jesus said to one of the rulers of the synagogue whose daughter had just died. You see, he had told, he had asked Jesus to come because his child was sick. And Jesus said yes. But in the process of going, he got stopped. And, he, and a miracle happened for someone else. And he's waiting like, come on, come on, come on, let's, let's, let's go. She's, come on, you're needed, come on, come on. Can you imagine the father as this other miracle is taking place? And you're waiting, come on, Jesus, let's go. And while he was waiting, someone from home comes and says, don't trouble the master anymore because she's dead. She's dead. That was devastating news to him. Look at Mark 5, 35 and 36. And it says, while he was still speaking, some come came from the ruler of the synagogue's house and said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to this man, he said, do not be afraid, only believe. What a powerful word for us too. Do not be afraid, only believe. You see, there's lots of voices clamoring For you to fear. The enemy wants you to live in constant fear. He wants you to fear everything from sickness to burning up of the planet. The world wants you to fear for your children. But this morning God's word says this. Be not afraid. Only believe. See, Jesus came on Christmas morning long ago. An incredible gift to the world. And this morning we're asked to embrace the fullness of life in that gift. We're called to believe him. The gospel is so powerful if we believe. Our belief will cause change to happen. Believing God changes destiny. Believing God shifts situations and problems. Nothing is outside of the possibility of those who believe. He he believes fully in you. I'm going to say that again. Jesus, he believes fully in you. Will you join the ranks of Mary and believe him? Will you? So this morning, I want to pray a scripture over you on behalf of what I preached. And I awoke this morning with a song playing in my head. And I wanted to use it today, but could not find the music. And it is, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Just to know, thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you. How I've proven you over and over. 
Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. I want to read the last verse. It's, I am so glad I learned to trust thee. Precious Jesus, Savior, friend. I know that thou art with me, wilt be with me to the end. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust you more. Will you stand as I pray Ephesians 3 over you? Thank you, Lord. I'm going to start in verse 14. Cause your spirit to embrace and receive from this prayer I'm praying over you. When I think of all of this, I fall on my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. I pray that your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. I pray that you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. And I pray that you may experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. And that you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we stand before you this morning having received a scripture blessing from your word. And we ask that you would find us with hearts like Mary that said, yes, Lord, do it according to your word. May me be people that believe you, believe what is impossible because with you all things are possible. May we be people who don't question like Mary didn't. May we just say, yes, Lord, knowing that you have every detail taken care of all the way through the line of details. And may we fully be able to comprehend and embrace the love of God, which never fails. In Jesus' name, amen. There will be people here to pray for you this morning. And if you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, today is your day. Today is your day. Today is the day of salvation. I'm going to be up here, and I would love to pray with you. If you come, I would love to pray with you. So, Pastor Mike, where is he? Are you ready for your blessing? We can't get out of the building without it. I trust that you will be the same as me. Say, I choose to believe. I set my heart to believe. I will believe. Amen? Amen. Put your hand in your heart this morning. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.